Warmth was all Shuri could feel as she felt herself coming to again. The smell of lavender filled her senses as she stretched out on the soft bed. Not much was coming back to her mind at the moment. The room was dark and she found she couldn't see much of anything. At least she didn't until a pair of green eyes met her gaze. Glowing green eyes. Their body jolted up, their hands searching around for their phone or anything familiar. This wasn't their room. They knew that much. Hey, hey, Zavi cooed, leaning closer as he spoke. It's okay. It's just me. Who? Shura started, only stopping when she realized just who those green eyes belonged to. The silly clown from earlier, of course. Memories of the horrid plane ride as well as arriving at their newest job came back like a flood. Forgive me. They said quietly. I forgot where I was for a moment. You were out the instant I laid you down. Zavi chuckled. Your body needed rest. How long has it been? Despite the fact that he knew exactly how much time had passed, the bot still made a show out of pretending to think about it. He crossed his lower set of arms and tapped one of his fingers against his lips with a hum. Oh, I'd say... about three hours, he finally replied. Three hours? Despite the fact that she was trying to stay calm, panic filled the pit of Shura's stomach. She had never done something so unprofessional before. Surely there was no way this new employer was going to be happy about it. They clenched the bedsheets tightly and tried to take a deep breath. The motion didn't escape Zavi. Despite the fact that it was completely dark in the room, his sensors were well-equipped to see in the dark. He slid a set of his hands along the bed, being sure to ease into the touch. Soon enough, Shura would find Zavi's hands replacing the sheets they'd been clutching onto so tightly. The motion was enough to pull her from her own thoughts. It steadied her, but also flustered her. What are you doing? They found themselves asking. Yet they almost didn't realize they'd said anything at all. Shura's voice was so small in that moment. Nothing, Zavi said almost as quietly. Just showing you that I'm here. Somehow those two little words felt like a sucker punch to their insides. There was the strange feeling in Shura's stomach from earlier. It was like a thousand fluttering butterflies aching to get out. Yet they didn't feel the slightest bit nauseous. Their heart, however, felt as though it was running a marathon around the building. I'm here. The phrase was so simple, yet so meaningful. The touch was soft, but also firm. Somehow Shura felt far more grounded than they had only moments ago. The blanket of darkness around them made the moment feel all the more special. It was like none of the rest of the world existed. It was their little secret. Only the feeling of the bot's thumbs running along the backs of Shura's hands flustered them enough to pull away. It's rather dark in here. She noted, pushing her hair behind her ear nervously. She couldn't remember the last time someone other than her family had physically touched her. Or rather, the last time she'd been touched deliberately. It is pretty dark in here, huh? Zavi asked, once more chuckling out his words. I almost forget that humans can't see in the dark. Almost being the key word. He knew. It was just more fun to pretend that he didn't. The clown was quick to get back onto his feet. Internally, Shura was thanking the fact that the bot didn't turn on the full room's lights. Instead, he turned on a nifty little feature that he'd discovered after his first charging session. A set of lights on the wall covered it with stars twinkling across a painted nebula. In the middle... Is that... Uh... Oh dear. Shura couldn't remember the English translation for the life of them. It was called a medusa in Russian and a kurage in Japanese, but what was the English word? Hmm? Zavi tilted his head to the side, pointing to the strange little lamp in the center of the nebula. That? 
All Shura could do was nod in response. They couldn't help but feel embarrassed. Usually they were so good with their translations. Yeah, it's pretty weird for them to slap a jellyfish in there, the bot said as he sat back down on the bed beside them. Rather than bringing attention to the fact that Shura thought she'd messed up, Zavi simply offered her a smile. He's good company, though. But gosh darn it, I just can't figure out what his name is. Shura wasn't quite sure why, but Zavi's <laughs> antics so easily caused a bout of laughter to spill forth from their lips. She reached to cover her mouth, but was unable to silence everything that escaped. <laughs> what his name is? She repeated with a giggle. Yeah, what can I say? I speak 23 languages, but not a single one of them is jellyfish. Zavi mused, pretending to sound frustrated. Again, Shura <laughs> laughed, and that laughter brought a bright smile to Zavi's own face. It was nice seeing this pretty human not looking like they hated life. Maybe you speak jellyfish? He pointed out, leaning in closer. What do you think his name is? Me? Mm-hmm. He hummed out. Never in Shura's life had they ever been asked a question as fanciful as this one. Yet, it was so charming that they couldn't help but look up at the jellyfish in thought. It was so warm and comforting floating among the stars. The more they thought about it, the more they realized that staring at the nightlight made them feel safe. It made them feel shielded from the rest of the world. Sergei. Shura finally said, for once not whispering. His name is Sergei. Sergei, huh? Zabi asked, looking back at the jellyfish. Wow. Didn't realize he was such a fancy guy. Oh, he is. She said, letting herself fall into the fun of the moment. He is a knight back in his kingdom. A protector. I see. The bot mused. And does he protect all the mermaids back home? Every one of them. Yes. They agreed. Even the pretty one sitting in front of me? The bot couldn't help but give a smirk as Shura hid behind their hair. They gave out a nervous <laughs> giggle, waving off his words. Speaking of which, that pretty mermaid hasn't told me their name yet. He purred, reaching to once more pull Shura's hair behind her ear. Or do mermaids run by the same rules as fairies? The painter wasn't sure what to do with themselves. It was very rare that anyone showed them this kind of attention. The clown sure had a way of making people feel special, didn't he? Shura. She finally managed to say, keeping her gaze averted. My name is Shura. Nice to meet you, Shura. My name's Zavi, the one and only... Sure, there were other models similar to Zabby, but he very much considered himself to be special. He had far more upgrades and special add-ons than any of the others from his company to date. At least he was pretty sure that was still true. It had been a while since he'd gotten any sort of updates. It is lovely to meet you, Shura said. Only then did they realize they hadn't offered him their hand to shake. As Shura did just that, Zabi took their hand and two of his and brought it right up to his lips to kiss. The touch was shockingly soft. If the Russian hadn't known any better, they would have sworn those were human lips touching the back of their hand. The mere idea of it had their cheeks flushing with heat. Oh, trust me. The pleasure is all mine. Zabi cooed. There were those butterflies again. Shura cleared her throat, trying her best to stay as composed as possible. <clears throat> it is very interesting seeing the difference in robotic designs here. They started finally finding themselves properly looking over the clown before them. You are so... Fantastic, amazing, handsome... Zabi suggested. Large. Shura finished. There was probably some sort of everything is bigger in America joke that Zabi could have made, but he held himself back. Instead, he let his curiosity flourish. Aren't you used to seeing big bots? He asked. I was originally in a hospital. Gotta be big and strong enough to lift people up when they need help. No wonder he was so good at calming them when they began to panic. It seemed that was quite literally what he was built for. 
Ah, uh, no. She laughed out softly. Where I live, most of the robotics are personal. They are very small. I believe it is because of how many people fit into so many small areas. Most of them are not as big as a person is. I've even seen small ones in hospitals. In fact, the more Shura thought about it, the more they realized they'd never seen a robot taller than someone's shoulder height back in Japan. When it came to their original home in Russia, they'd lived so far removed from most technology that even the internet seemed like a luxury at times. Moving somewhere that was so technologically savvy was one hell of a culture shock. It seemed they were in for far more of a shock in this country as well. Not that it bothered them, of course. It was exciting. This felt like the start of a brand new adventure. That's so small, though, Zavi protested, pulling them back out of their thoughts. What's the point in them even being there, then? They can't even do things like this. Without any form of warning, Zavi was up in an instant. His arms slid under Shura's body, hoisting her into the air. The painter let out a loud squeal as they were lifted, and giggles fell out of them as the bots spun them around in circles. So many feelings swirled around inside of them. Zavi seemed to bring out a strange little spark of childlike joy and wonderment. He felt just as safe as the magical jellyfish lamp on the wall, yet he also brought about confusing feelings inside of them that Shura wasn't sure she'd ever felt before. The closest thing she could think of was the feeling she'd gotten the time she met the woodsman in her younger teenage years. Even that didn't feel quite as strong as what was going through her now. Part of her felt like it was wrong to be feeling such things. Another part of her wanted to be selfish and indulge in it, even if for just a moment longer. Unfortunately, that moment wasn't about to be granted to them. The door burst open, and a very annoyed-looking Doc stormed inside. You! She shouted, pointing at the tall bot. Who, me? Zavi asked, pressing his hands on his chest dramatically. Yes, you! She growled. You were supposed to be out there with the others hours ago. I was taking care of our guest. Zavi huffed as he gently set Shura back down on the bed. Isn't that why you left my medical programming in? To take care of anyone in case they needed it? Doc hesitated, giving a set of unhappy grumbles as she carefully mulled over her words. It wasn't fair of him to use her own decision against her like that. Look, asshole! She started, only to be interrupted by a loud and dramatic gasp Ooh. from Zavi. Language! He scolded. Oh, shut up! Doc spat. Get out of there! Now! The instant her fiery gaze met Shura's, the artist flinched backwards. They could swear that they almost felt the daggers in her glare. You can just come out whenever you're feeling better or whatever. She mumbled out, slowly seeming to lose the steam of her anger. Oh, being sweet now, are we? Zavi teased, only to flare the woman's hostility right back up again. What you get? She shouted, outright slapping the bots behind to get him moving. Ouch! All right, I'm going, I'm going! The bot said, holding up all of his hands as he obediently walked out of the room. He wanted to peek back in and wave goodbye to Shura, but the woman following him gave him a shove every single time he tried to stop. Despite the woman's heated nature, Shura found herself letting out one last laugh at the bot's <laughs> antics. Even in the face of danger, he still had something to say. His personality was as large as he was. The painter adored that about him. Perhaps this job wasn't going to be as awkward as they thought it was going to be. It made them feel silly for being worried about it in the first place. For a moment, Shura allowed herself to dwell on the memories of what had just happened. The mere thought of Zavi and the bot's silliness was enough to warm their heart. While the woman who'd come in to get him didn't seem the slightest bit friendly, the ginger man and the pretty staff member from earlier seemed nice enough. This also left them wondering about the other two bots they'd seen. 
Were their personalities as big and bold as Zavi's? Only time would tell. What do you think, Sergei? They found themselves asking the jellyfish lamp. Would I have a good time here with all these new friends? And would they indeed be friends? Sure, I didn't expect Sergei to answer. However, she also didn't expect her phone to ring. The noise was enough to make her body jolt in surprise. After a fumble of the little machine, she managed to answer the call. What the hell is your problem? Came an angry but familiar voice on the other end of the line. Dimitri! Shura squeaked out nervously. I'm sorry, I... I told you to call me the instant you arrived. The man growled. You didn't forget now, did you? Despite the fact that they'd learned English around the same time, Dimitri's was far less formal than Shura's own. He had plenty of schoolmates to practice with. The fact that he could speak as easily as he did in this moment only helped to make Shura feel all the more nervous. I'm sorry, brother. She started once more. I arrived safely. Unfortunately, I also fell ill after I got off the plane. I did not forget about you, but it slipped my mind for a moment, and then I fell asleep. I don't need your bullshit excuses. Dimitri snapped. Just do better next time. Shura flinched at the words, pulling back into their sweater. They fiddled with the bottom hem of the soft fabric, trying to take deep breaths. Yes, Dimitri. She managed to say. He gave a grunt of approval, but didn't bother asking about if she was all right or not. Instead, the only thing Dimitri bothered to ask was, When the hell are you coming home again? Your stupid cat is yelling for you. Vinny, Shura asked. Is he all right? Little shit's fine. Now answer the question. I was most likely going to stay for two weeks. The painter responded hesitantly. Fuck! was all Dimitri groaned out in response. Truthfully, Shura wasn't sure how to respond. Despite the fact that he was family, they feared Dimitri far more than they feared the angry woman they'd only seen moments ago. She was someone they would only be seeing for this particular job. Dimitri was someone they had to live with. The silence stretched on between the two of them. Every second felt more unbearable than the last, but Shura couldn't bring themselves to break it. <sighs> Whatever. Their brother finally huffed out. Just hurry it up. Take out these expensive. He hung up before Shura was given a chance to respond. It happened so suddenly that it left the poor painter in a daze. Slowly, she finally pulled the phone down from her face, letting it fall into her lap. The sheer mood whiplash between Zavi and Dimitri had her feeling like she was caught in a moment of time that didn't quite exist. She felt tunnel-visioned and cold. Her own brother didn't care enough to ask if she was all right. He didn't care that she'd gotten sick. He didn't care about her cat. All he cared about was getting her home so that she could cook for him? I do everything for him. Shura whimpered, biting back tears. The more she tried to hold back the urge to cry, the more she could feel a pain building in her throat. It made it hard to speak, hard to breathe. Her whole body felt tense. She knew she didn't have time to cry. She had to get up. She had to keep going. The world wouldn't stop just because she was hurting inside. Shura forced herself to stand and find her bag. Her hands were shaking as she pulled the strap over her shoulder. Only one thing stopped the painter from walking all the way out the door. The light from Sergei beckoned them. His warmth filled them, and rather than leaving, they found themselves turning to sit back down on the bed instead. The longer they gazed up at the magical jellyfish, the more tears they found falling from their eyes. It felt good to let it all out. The many things they'd been bottling up inside of them were finally flowing free. 
Shura reached for the blanket of Zabby's bed, pulling it around themselves as they allowed themselves to fully cry. Sergei would keep their secret here in the sanctity of this room. Zabby's room. Something told them that, had he been here, Zabby wouldn't have judged them for crying either. In fact, the more she thought about him, the more Shura craved the bot's arms around her once more. A hug sounded far too good right now.